building an indie business in the center of venture capital. I am Alex Edmonds. People on the internet call me Supreme Realm Ham, and this is the Building an Indie Business podcast. All right, so today I'm recording in the indie business studio. Um, so uh, this episode is going to be a book review episode, and I haven't done one of these in such a long time. I think the last one was one of the first, like, 25 episodes, and I'm over 125, 30? Yeah. But, uh, so I am in charge of promoting an album, and I, there's some error, there's some holes in my knowledge about, um, music promotion, let's just say. And so I've been reading a lot, reading, 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 and I realize I have this book that I purchased but never read by Derek Sivers, Your Music, Your People. And so Derek, if you don't know him, he started CD Baby. And so he knows a lot about the music industry. And so I bought this book, I I don't want to say by accident, but like just because, let's say. And I just started flipping through it. It's it's an e-book, so not, you know, with my finger swiping through it, let's say. And yeah, so if you haven't heard my book discussion episode, what I do is I go through the points of the book and I just talk about them, right? That's, that's all this book review episode is. Um, okay. I'm going to stop talking about, um, the episode and actually get into it. All right. So the first point that I liked from, uh, the book is the way you present your art and what people know about it completely changes how they perceive it. And what he was talking about here is that, like, artists, they usually, they they do their art, and then they stop there, and they don't get creative with promoting. And by presenting your art in a creative way and um, giving people information, that changes how they will see your art, right? Um, And that goes along with marketing is the final extension of your art. So, like I said, people create their stuff and then they stop there and then they have trouble with marketing it and getting people to promote it um, or not promoting it to people, right? So, um, he... He says, like, you should also be creative with your promotion. He talks about how um, in one instance, or he was helping someone promote their album, and it was, like, really, let's say, psychedelic, right? And so they came up with a very creative way to promote it. And it was, like, they'd send a package. This is how long ago it was, apparently. Um to college radio stations and then 
the package would be in black and it said confidential, do not open. And some college students would then open it and then a letter would like, uh, would be in all, with the CD, right? Um, and that, that note was like, this is from the guy who, uh, the homeless guy um, that watches you through the window. Uh, some guy gave me the CD, right? And uh, people would come up to him or come up to that artist and be like, yeah, that was the most creative thing I've ever seen, I've ever got, like, while I was at the radio station. So things like that, you know, don't just post on Twitter, post on Facebook. You can do that. But, like, make it creative. Maybe a video of, I don't know, you um, yelling at a, I don't know, at a VC firm in their office. Like, just outside of it. Just yelling at them. I don't know. Something like that. I don't, I don't know. Um, and then uh, he talks about, uh, this is only a test. How, when, um... Like early, like earlier, in like decades ago, right? Not even decades ago. But like the government would be testing if they can broadcast through uh, to certain channels, and they would be like, this is only a test. That made him think of like, you can do that with marketing. You could test out different marketing channels. So if you've never been on TikTok, maybe test out TikTok and just test it out for a month or two and see if anything happens. Test it out, right? Okay. And then he talks about how people might feel um, overwhelmed with marketing and they don't know what to do because there's too many possibilities, right? There's TikTok, there's Twitter, there's other social medias I don't want to mention. And so um, if you're feeling stuck with marketing, give yourself restrictions. And I think this is great because I've actually done this, uh, not with marketing. Actually, yeah, with marketing. But uh, I did this with the book. I said I didn't want to spend any money. And so everything I had to do had to be free. And that really helped me. Like. Like, I went on Indeed, and I tried to hire people, and I did hire people to promote the book. That helped me, and I got a sale from that. Um, and I wouldn't have thought of that if I didn't have the restriction of everything being free, right? Um, the next point I liked was make mystery in and around your music. So, people like... You know, they like puzzles. They like to, they, they like mystery basically. And so by adding, adding mystery around your music, that'll get more people intrigued. Um, that's what he said. Um, okay. So for people who have never heard your music, it's the start of your art. Um, and this is, this has to do with the marketing as well. Like, the way people find your music can be an art. So, like, do they discover it from that black 
uh, package? Do they discover it from TikTok? That's just the start of it, right? So um, being creative in that discovery helps to get them interested and the music will help them stay, right? It's all part of it. Um, and then he says, really, marketing is just being considerate. So, like, just being nice. Don't spam people. Uh, create something uh, pleasant to look at, and people won't consider it marketing. You know what I mean? Um, touch as many senses as you can. You talked about how, like, you know, artists don't... Like, there's hearing and there's seeing, but there's other... Um, there's other senses, right? There's five of them. Uh, hearing, seeing, feeling, smelling. Um, I can't remember the other one. But yeah, so like he talked about how at concerts, someone would, like they created their own scent and they would let that flow throughout the venue. And that way, when someone smelled that scent, um they would think of that music. I It really bothers me. Uh, five senses. Um, what are the five human... Oh, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. I said seeing, sounds... Seeing, hearing, smelling... Oh, t I didn't think tasting, because, you know, they're the same thing, technically, so... Okay, um, what's my next point? Don't be afraid to ask for favors. Right, so he talks about how, like, people are happy to help you, um, in that Ben Franklin thing where if you want to befriend someone, you ask them for a favor, right? People don't mind, they, they're interested, right? That's how Brennan and I operate, and that's how we started hanging out, because, like, we would do things for people, and then we noticed, like, yeah, I do things for people that involve podcasting. He he does people, he does things for people that involve like engineering and design, and products, and so we just started talking, and we also noticed that we have an interest in comedians, and that's 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 really how it started. We have an interest in Bill Burr. Right. Okay. Um. You have to make your own success before you ask the industry for help. Okay. I thought this was very interesting because one of my favorite comedians, Mark Normand, uh, he talks about this. He talks about how um, his special, Out to Lunch, check it out on YouTube. It's free. It's great. Um, his special, Out to Lunch, uh, he, he shopped it around to different uh, studios to produce on their channel, right? So Netflix, Comedy Central, all the others. Um, and they were like, no, nah, you need to have a following or yeah, they just said, he says that they said you need to have a following before we can put you on our network, right? So that just immediately made me think of that. You need to have your own success before you ask the industry for help. Right. Um, and what they mean by success is, do you have a successful album? Do you have a large following? You need to build that up before 
um, they can help. They they want to help you, right? Because it makes their job easier. Um, okay. Ask yourself why a certain headline or photo or article caught your attention. Okay. So this this is another marketing um, point that he made, and it's you know when you're figuring out what um, to how to catch people's attention and like your fans find out what catches your attention and use that because that might also catch their attention because you're similar to your people right um okay they can immediately listen to anything they want because of this uh tastes are more spread out than ever okay and this point was about like how how the beatles were so popular and the reason they were so popular was because that's all really people had to listen to well like at the time they were so front and center and they were they were everywhere i wasn't there i'm just saying that's what that's what i hear okay and so that's not the case anymore you can put an album on spotify for 50 bucks like there's a lot more out there, and for that reason, um, tastes are more spread out than ever. So what you can do is you can carve out a niche, right? Get get one percent of one percent, and that that those people will support you, and you grow from there, right? Okay. We admire a strong, defiant stance. Um, so this was like. A chapter that was like yeah tell people uh like exclude people because people will people will like that so say um like this is for people who don't like twitter or if you like twitter you'll hate this um and so people like that you're going against the grain and they will listen because of that right Okay, look at the long careers of David Bowie, Miles Davis, Madonna, Prince, uh, or Paul Simon. Each went through a sharply defined phase, uh, treating each album as a project with a narrow focus. So he was talking about how um, you don't have to stick to one, like, one sound. You can mix it up right like the grateful dead um they sound really like the first few albums um the one with uncle john's band oh working man's dead um they sounded really like bluegrassy and then they they did that sound for a couple albums and then what's the album i always listen to um skull and roses that sounds very different, right? That doesn't sound very bluegrassy. Um, and then another album. I think it's Dark Star. I don't remember what year, though. Dark Star is either the song or the um, album. I Here, I'm going to look this one up, too. Dark Star, Grateful Dead. See, I've already looked this up before. Um, the album, Dark Star... Live Dead 1969. Nice. Um, yeah. 
So that album is very dark, right? So they switch sounds, meaning you don't have to, that, that's what the, that point is. You don't have to stick to one sound. You can, you can venture out, right? And if people don't like it, they don't have to listen to it. I don't know how many albums are Grateful Dead has. Like, I don't listen to all of them. I listen to maybe 10 of them, right? Because I don't like them, but I like the Grateful Dead. I like those 10 albums that they have, right? Okay. Um, the next thing is be an extreme character. You can get away with anything in the name of entertainment. Um, right. So he talks about how Eminem, he's created this character and people understand that it's a character. So they, uh, they don't really mind his words. Right. And that's the same thing with comedians. Right. Um, I knew I know Andrew Dice Clay is playing this greaser character, right? I don't take what he says seriously. And I don't think um what the the way he talks um in his act, I don't think he takes that home. He's not not like, "Honey, oh, we need some milk. You need to go get it." Right? Um because that's a character that's not who he is. Um, okay. The most expensive vodka. Okay. So, he talks about how vodka companies always advertise as cheap. So, by advertising as the most expensive vodka, um, that stands out and that'll catch more people's eye, right? Because you're, you're not, you're not the same, right? You're standing out. Okay. Doing the opposite of everyone is valuable. It's a supply and demand. Uh, the more people do something, the less valuable it is. Everyone's um, doing Twitter ads. How can you stand out on the internet? You know, what's the opposite of Twitter ads? Um, figure that out, and you'll you'll be different. Okay, selling music by solving a specific need. Um, and he talks about like Christmas music, meditation music, those solve problems. You need music for the holidays. So find your um, problem to solve. So maybe people want something funny to listen to while they program. Yeah, you can create an album around that. Um, put fans to work. So he talks about how you come in contact with your fans Make a list of things they can do, right? Because some of them say, is there anything I can do? Create a list. Give it to them, right? Shed money taboos. So a lot of people have, are kind of iffy around money. I kind of am too, but uh, if you ask me about my book sales, I'll tell you. I just don't shout it to the world. Um, and he says money is nothing more than a neutral exchange of value. If you give people money, it's proof that you're creating something of value in return, right? And that isn't untrue. Uh, business is creative. Pour your personality and philosophy in the way you do business. Because you'll find people that have those same beliefs and same philosophy, and it'll, it'll work out for you, right? He didn't say that. I say that. Um... Whatever you're selling, emphasize the meaning of it, not the price. 
And to that, I say, people buy because of the story, not the price, right? Okay. Uh, the higher the price, the more people will value it. Less people will buy, uh, but you'll make more money at a higher price. So uh, I said that. So what it, my experience in that is I used to sell uh, T-shirts, stickers, stickers. Uh, this example is for the stickers. And I used to sell, um, I, I would make 10 cents on each sticker, right? And I'd sell three or four of them every day. This is online. I did I did none of the work. Um, so yeah, I I would make forty cents per sticker every day. No, forty cents on stickers every day. And then I was like, you know, I probably could be making more money. I let me test this out. This is a test, right? And I raised the price to 25 cents I think and then I would sell two stickers right but I'm selling less stickers but that's 50 cents 50 cents is more than 40 right so I was making more money at the higher price right so that's that's what I think about pricing he also says um, like if you sign a deal with a company, negotiate the biggest upfront advance possible, um, even if you don't need the money. It's the best strategy because the higher your advance, the harder the company will work to um, earn it back. It ends up being better for everyone. So uh, I don't think I've talked about this, but um, in music and publishing, an advance is just a loan, right? And in some cases, um, these people, uh, not the publishers, the studios, uh, the labels, I mean, um, that's the first money that they get back, right? So if you negotiate in a million dollar advance, they have to earn that back, right? So the first million dollars that you make goes to the record label. So they have to work to get that million dollars back, which is a lot more money compared to a hundred thousand or fifty thousand dollars if you negotiate the smallest amount. So for them to get back a million dollars, um, they have to work for it compared to if it was fifty or a hundred thousand dollars, right? So you'll you'll get more airtime on the radio you'll get more um concert opportunities they'll raise the price of your uh concert tickets um they'll make more merchandise for you right they'll focus on you more okay don't promote until people can take action right Never promote something until people can take action or you might waste the moment you had their attention. And I made a mistake on this with the book. I announced it too early. I announced it in April. I said I'm writing a book. Um, but there was no action people could take, right? So I wasted their attention. One thing I would do uh, differently in the future with another book is... Um, 
as soon as I'm ready to take pre-orders, that's when I will announce, hey, I have a book. And also, it was too long. I didn't, I talked about this before, but like, I, I could have been very concise and consistent um, and been, been more top of mind for people if I had, say, announced the book a month, a month before the actual release date. Yeah. Um, because my, my thing is I like to, I like, like when, when I announce something, it's mostly almost done or it's like 98% done, maybe 90%. Let's say 90%. Like, I'm going to do it. There's no, I might write a book, you know. I will. And so, with the book, the book hadn't been written in April. I still needed to write mostly the entire thing. I maybe had three or four chapters done at that point. Um, and so, for me, at that time, I wanted to build it in public, which is what I see on the internet. And so, that was a mistake. Right, I could have built in public, you know, like everything I would have posted, I posted between April and the, the end of June. I could have just posted that in the month and just been more top of mind for people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nobody knows what, uh, nobody knows the future. So focus on what doesn't change. And that's, he talks about like, like people try to predict the future, right? Um, what will happen from April to June, and that doesn't help, right? So focus on what doesn't change. People love a memorable melody. People want an emotional connection. Writing a lot of songs increases the chances of writing a hit. Those things don't change. Do them, right? Um, okay, and then the final two points are... Um, whatever excites you, do it, and whatever drains you, uh, stop doing it. And that's basically about decision-making, like, do what excites you, uh, whatever doesn't excite you, don't do it. Okay, uh, so this is a great book. I would recommend it, even if you're not in, if you're not in the music industry, to be honest, it's, uh, just really helpful. It helped me think about some things. Okay. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day.